Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! A Rangers win over St. Johnson tonight at Ibrox would put the League Cup winners just two points behind the defending champion Celtic. Anything less could see the title momentum swim, swing back to the league leaders. Back with us tonight... After the game at the weekend, there's the Rangers legend, Barry Ferguson. Evening, Barry. How you doing, Paul? Good. How are you feeling? Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting better. Yeah. Um, it was a, a good few days. First of all, it was my, my son's 30th. All yeah. the family were away up to a place called Piper Dam, which we enjoyed. And then obviously I was at the, the cup yeah. final. Um, we enjoyed it as well. And obviously had a few drinks to celebrate, Paul. Um, so, yep. Back, ready to go again. And can you believe it's straight back into it? And tonight, if Rangers win, if I said to you even a month ago Rangers could go two points within Celtic tonight, what would you say? I would have told you to go back to your bed, yeah. Um, yeah. if I'm being honest. But listen, yeah. the, the, the job that the new manager's done has been, been excellent. He's got a major kick out this group of players that, let's be honest, before he came in were, were struggling big time. They were in real poor form, confidence really low, but he's come in and he's galvanised them and there's no doubt that he's made a difference and that was so important for the, the club on Sunday. Listen, it wasn't the best game. Rangers didn't play particularly well, neither did Aberdeen, but the most important thing was bringing that trophy back to Ibrox and that's what they've done. And now it was about celebrating on Sunday night and getting back to work on Monday afternoon and making sure they're prepared to get the three points tonight and hopefully get two points um, off Celtic Rangers fans you know the number 0808 08, 17 17 700 to speak to Barry Ferguson and in the other corner is Stephen McGinn the Falkirk captain Stephen how's the injury coming back on you were on the bench the other day yeah good uh, part of the match day squad that went to Hamilton huge. and won so a, a huge huge win huge win for us um, kept the unbeaten run going in the league with obviously Dundee United losing to Rafe Rovers that keeps us as the only undefeated team uh, in the country so it's a nice feeling but we're not getting carried away the league's no leagues are won in December so long way to go but it was a significant win for us Happy problem for the manager can you get back in the team you're the captain but they're winning Yeah I mean absolutely no problem as I said it's, a, it's a, been a brilliant run the boys have been on uh, and enjoying watching them I mean there's, there's ways to win big games six pointers um, we probably didn't even play our best but um, they were really dogged really aggressive and we scored great goals so as I said big win um, to go to our rivals and, and take the three points back to Falkirk We always talk about the countdown to the big day five days to Christmas ten days to the Old Firm Derby the Glasgow Derby the 30th of December Stephen can you believe that Celtic have slipped up twice in a row against your old team Kilmarnock and then at home to Hearts at the weekend and what are you thinking about what's happening uh, the disconnect between the club and some of the fans the way the players are just not performing yes I mean it's just came it's just been unravelling as the weeks have been going on uh, coinciding with the shambles that has um, the fans and the board that that problem they've got going on um, we speak about 
when Philip Clement got the job at Rangers, we spoke about can he get something out of that squad going into a January transfer window. We're now at the stage now where if the January transfer window didn't exist, there's only one team that was going to win the league. Um, to think a couple of months ago that Celtic were the ones that were going to be desperate for a January window is almost unthinkable. Um, Philippe Clement's getting a tune out, as Barry says, he's getting a tune out of his current squad and Brendan Rodgers isn't. Um, some random things are happening. Guys like Bernabe coming from nowhere. Yeah. Quan going back onto the bench from nowhere. Um, guys like Laga Bielke, Thiago Holm dropping out the squad. Um, so they need to get it together because there's a lot of points between now and that January transfer window opening. And yet this time last week Celtic were up against uh, in European opposition, Feyenoord, and had a really good win at home. Rangers doing really well, but they continued at the weekend. Is there any way Rangers could slip up tonight, Barry, because of celebrations the other day? You know, it's St. Johnson at home. It's unlikely, but is that a worry tonight? Well, the only way they could slip up if they think it's going to be an easy game, and you can't approach games like that, no matter where the, the team you're playing against are in the league. Listen, Craig Levine's come in and, and had a brilliant start with St. Johnson. You know what they're going to be. They're going to be well set up and hard to hard to beat. Um, so Rangers need to find a solution to that tonight. But look, I think the Ibrox will be bouncing, no doubt about that, Paul. They've got to take a lot of confidence for that, getting that first trophy. And I fully expect Rangers um, to come away with the three points. I don't think it's going to be a walkover. I really don't, but I still think Rangers will be too strong for St. Johnson. Here's Philippe Clement. He's only been in, what, seven, eight weeks, and already he's won a trophy. Good, but uh, in a controlled way. So it was interesting to see also, but uh, that's good to see also that uh, the players didn't forget there's a game on Wednesday also. They enjoyed it. It was really fun for me also to see them in that way, to see them with their families also. And it was the first time. So uh, no, it was, a, it was a really good evening. Barry, did it remind you a little bit of winning the 55 a couple of years ago when there was that outpouring of, from Rangers fans who hadn't won it for so long? Yeah, I just think it was important for, for Rangers to win the trophy to give their, their fans something. Listen, it's been tough. Rangers, uh, sorry, Celtic have been so dominant, Paul, over the years. Um, so it was good to see that the the players, you listen to the manager there, listen, I think you've got to celebrate when you win trophies. And certainly they did on Sunday night, but then it's back to work and, and Monday and it was great to see the fans come out in force and, and have a, a, a good night. But listen, it's over and done with. That's in the past now, Paul. They've got the trophy, now they need to focus on what's ahead before the winter break comes and that's some important games that Rangers need to win Stephen you're smiling there no just what Philippe Clements uh, said there the dressing room can be proud of themselves that the manager didn't notice them overdoing it because I'm sure they did <laughs> and you can't I certainly them, did <laughs> but good fun yeah but, but listen I'm a big believer but yeah. when I played I always remember the, the players that I looked up they always says that when you win a trophy go and make sure you, you celebrate it because it could be your last you, you never know what's round the corner and I'm a big believer in that I know if you've got a game three days later but listen you, you've got to go in and enjoy it with the most important people is the family and the, the supporters and that's what the, the players done on it, Sunday big birthday celebration for your son wasn't it you know winning the first trophy of the season yeah, it was it was good. It was listen, family days, Paul. Away are, are the yeah. best days. You know that yeah, yourself. Sure. Um, they're they're memories that that will live with you for a, a long time. So yeah, it was certainly a a good weekend. I've been suffering for it over the last yeah. couple of days, but listen, I'm back to some sort of normality. Back today. on tonight, and looking forward to the game Rangers against St. Johnson and the defeated Aberdeen play tonight against mm -hmm. Livy, who, as you know, having such a tough time bottom of the table, haven't scored in. Weeks, uh, Stephen, 
for the Dons. What's your thoughts on them coming to Glasgow, looking to do something against Rangers, but they didn't? Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, I think Barry Robson's got a bit of stick um, up there for speaking about coming down to, to play Rangers, and it's hard to come down to Glasgow and play against them. They're a good team, um, because I think the automatic reference is Alex Ferguson all those years ago saying, no, we're Aberdeen, we go down to Glasgow to win. Our only sole focus is to win. And I, and, and I do think, um, in terms of playing Rangers in a cup final, there'll not be many, many better chances to win a cup, in terms of how makeshift the Rangers team is at the minute. And you think Dessers up front, uh, young McCausland playing at right wing, you got a full-back that's not played all season, playing centre midfield at Hamden, which can expose you if, if you've not been playing, if you're not at full fitness with how big the pitch is. So I do think they missed an opportunity. I do think, I mean, it was a really scrappy game. I think the first goal was key. They keep the, I think they can be a little bit upset. VR didn't have a look at the, the Butland on Duke. Um, incident. Right at the end. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the shirt pulling that did all the, the rounds on, yeah. on social media, I'm not, two wrongs don't make a right. Just because Conor Goldson got that, I, don't, I still don't think that's a penalty. There's got to be some sort of contact when you're marking people in a box. So I don't buy into that one. Um, but I do think they had an argument with the Duke incident Barry on that what did you think yeah I, I yeah. think they can feel aggrieved that, that VAR never looked at that yeah. I have yeah. seen penalties since VAR's come in um, not just up in Scotland but down in England uh, in other games that I watched I have seen penalties given so yep I can see the reason why Aberdeen are, are pretty unhappy about that I agree with Stephen I think he's spot on with the shirt pulling it doesn't mean that because Conor Golson got a penalty mm -hmm. up at Aberdeen or I've seen other games that happen that it deserves. I, I don't even think he was going to get anywhere near the ball when um, the, the shirt pull happened. Um, but listen, I, I agree it was a scrappy game. And the most important thing is when you're playing in scrappy games, I've played in many of them mm. and I'm sure Stephen has as well. It's The key is getting that first goal and holding on to the lead and, and making sure you get to the end of the game. Billy's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying, Barry, what is it about Philippe Clement? All those games undefeated, lots of injuries, not playing brilliantly, but he's winning. What's the He's difference? got them organised, yeah. Paul. Right. That's the most important thing. Right. I, I look at the Rangers team at this moment in time and they know their roles and their responsibilities on and off the ball. And that's key as a footballer. And I think he simplifies a, a lot of it. And he's, he's got the best out of a, a, a group of players that, I said at the start of the show, we're really struggling before um, Michael Beale gets sacked. He's come in and he's galvanised them and he, he's doing an excellent job. But what I like about him, Paul, is he's not getting carried away. He still knows there's a lot of work to be done. Um, but guys like Balligan, centre-back, he's been excellent. Young McCausland, Stephen mentioned that. John Lundstrom, for me, has been the most consistent performer and it's the best I've seen him play with Rangers since Philip Clement's come in. Sterling... He's, he's found a role for him it looks to me if he's played there all his career I know he's a full back yeah. or a centre back if he, he needs to be but he's got the best out of a group of players that were really flat and struggling to, to perform under the pressures of playing with Rangers Who was your man of the match? Would it have been Sterling? Balligan? Yeah I, I, I always tend to look at the, the midfield and I yeah. thought Sterling and, and Lundstrom they've certainly struck up a good partnership um, of late and two of them are solid um, they do the, they do it simple they get about players and when they get it they, they keep the ball simple and um, listen at the end of the day there was a few good performances um, but I thought Sterling because that's not his natural position I thought he'd done a brilliant job in there and Stephen what about the captain so much has been said over the years about him some good some not so good um, but he 
he is becoming a legend at that football club because, yet again, he's uh, scored a, a, a key time. And he's, he's, I was going to say walked up the steps for the trophy. That's not the way it was, but he's lifted another trophy. Yeah, he's just got... I mean, you always speak about, I think, across the city, you speak about a guy like Lee Labada who's always in a position to score a goal. He's always in, James Tavernier's always um, in that position. I think even... I think a couple of Thursdays ago, the, the disappointing night against Aris. I think late on, he's in the middle of the box trying to score with a header. He's just got a, he's just got a knack of being in that area, um, and he's probably as good a finisher as they've got as well. In terms of if you ask a lot of Rangers fans on the day, who would you want that chance to fall to? They're potentially picking their captain. So yeah, a big goal. As he said, as Rangers captain, he's always going to come in under criticism earlier in the season when um, they're holding up the banner yeah. in Paisley. A lot of that's directed at him, but oh. to be fair to me, what I always say about James Tavernier is always, always plays. No matter no matter injury, no injury, he's always plays. Under all the criticism, he still hits the box. He still takes, um, he still takes the ball mm. at all times. He, he, he plays his same game every week. So the mental strength to, to keep coming back for more, and, and he got his reward on, on Sunday. Yeah, the manager said the belief is now there with his Strange team. Question because I, I I have had this question already a few times last couple of days. Uh, if this team doesn't have belief, they wouldn't have done those things last week. So the belief is there. Um, there's no doubt about that. But it's about uh, giving confirmation every time and and keeping that belief and keeping our standards and raising our standards and being ambitious and being hungry. It's about that. But without belief, you cannot win in Betis and you cannot win uh, this cup final. So belief was there. We didn't need a cup final for that. It's an intangible almost, isn't it? Celtic fans think just now, what's happened to the belief in the team which under Brendan Rodgers had been invincibles a few seasons ago? He's been away, he's been back. They'd only dropped what, a couple of points until two weeks ago, Barry, and two defeats in a row. What happens to a team? I, I don't know. I, I'm as surprised as a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it coming. Throughout the season, you do. There is surprise results, mm. um, but certainly the last couple of results have surprised me. I've seen both games and, and listen they're low in confidence and if you look at them the only real guy who looks if he's, he's wanting to grab a game with a scruffy net is Callum McGregor um, but it's other people need to take responsibility as well Paul it just can't lie with, with one player and unfortunately for, for Celtic at this moment in time as there's not enough players um, doing their bit they're not playing well enough um, so they, they need to they need to start that I'm sure Brendan Rodgers, you, you heard from his interview. I mean, that's... It was a yeah. bit damning, mm. if I'm being honest. If I'm a player listening to that, the first thing I want to do about that is get out in the training ground and show him um, how good a player am I. So, we'll see the reaction um, when, when Celtic uh, come up against Livingston at the weekend. Now, listen, you do your talking on the pitch. And uh, and today was on on myself and, and the players. You uh, Today was nowhere near the level of a Celtic player and uh, and that's something that that falls on me so I need to uh, to find the answers for this uh, for this group and uh, like I say it's um, it's trying to ensure we, we can gain that consistency in the team firstly I want to apologise to the the support base because um, I don't think I've ever had to, to do that with regards to performance but today the they deserve that, you know. You're, you're mid-December, you get sixty odd thousand here, and the lack of desire and passion to and, and what was what was just really, really poor. Um, 
So I think it's, and it wasn't the whole team. You know, Callum McGregor was absolutely brilliant today, trying to drive the team on. Um, one or two others, but um, but I think the biggest aspect of it is just that consistency and mentality. You know, we we, we win a game during the week. Um, we, we played some really good football at times this season, but there's a there's a mentality that uh, you need to have consistently, and uh, sadly we we didn't have that from the off. I'm going to ask both of you what your teams will be, Barry, for Rangers tonight. Uh, Stephen, what's Brendan Rodgers going to do for the game with Livingston? It's unthinkable that they would not win against the team at the bottom of the table. Yeah, he'll know that. He, he needs to... He'll, he'll probably strip it right back. Um, you, you, you know that. You, everyone's been through runs uh, with, with clubs and just sometimes you just pick your 11 best players, the, the 11 you can trust the most. Um because out, of, I mean, we're going into Celtic are going into a spell where it's four games before the, before the break. The Rangers game takes care of itself. That that will happen. That will be like an Atletico Madrid final day. These games against Livingston, against Dundee and St. Mern, when the teams are going to play like like everyone else has done, they're going to defend deep and they're going to say to Celtic, right, come and break us down and see if you've got the confidence and the ability to do it, which they haven't been recently. But I just think, I mean, this. As, as I said earlier, the team selection isn't making sense at the minute, isn't being consistent. Um, I don't understand why guys like John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan have been part of the last four or five years about this, keeping it without too many changes, interruptions. How can they not say to, to Gordon, uh, Gordon Strachan, yeah, to, to Brendan Rodgers, Bernie Bay will never be good enough. Yeah. He, we've mm. seen him. Mikey Johnson yeah I know you remember him as a really promising player but yeah. just didn't happen for him yeah. he's timed up at Celtic I think he's played four games in a row Mikey Johnson he mm. seems to be getting worse I don't know if it's confidence or everything but it was time for Mikey Johnson in the summer probably to move on and it just seems a lack of as I said as it doesn't make sense like Lager Bielke I watched the way the players celebrated Lager Bielke and I've been there as a player when you've been out of, out the side and your teammates are desperate for you to get a chance. You come on, you score the winner. To then not make the bench at the weekend, it must be you must mm. be looking about and saying, "What is going on here?" Um, that surprised people, didn't it? At half past two. Yeah, especially. I mean, so. especially when you've got nine subs. Yeah. Um, and as I said, get someone like a Quan. Mm. I know the different positions, but Quan comes back onto the bench from nowhere. So they have to. I think he just needs to strip it right back. Who's at eleven fit and available that you can trust the most? And get them out there and get the job done. Barry, if you were Laggy Bielka, you'd go straight to the airport, really, wouldn't you? You might. I mean, you score in a Champions League game, and then you're not even on the bench. Yeah, I, I don't think I would go straight to the airport. Okay. First, I would, I would chat the the manager's <laughs> sure. door, and, and could I get the reasons and see why I wasn't um, given an opportunity, or or even why I wasn't on the the bench? It was a strange one when I I seen it. But listen, Brendan Rogers will have his reasons, Paul. There's no doubt about it, but look, see, with Celtic and through like the, the difficult period, see, for a Rangers point of view, if I was in the Rangers dressing room, I'd still be cautious about it. Would you? Yeah, yeah you, you can get carried away and and think about what's getting what's going on at Celtic in terms of results at this moment in time. You need to concentrate on yourself. And how would you approach the game? Stevens just said the Rangers game will take care of itself, the atmosphere and all the rest. And I the would go against Celtic really physical. Yeah, I would. Don't allow them to play. Yeah, because they, they have got good footballers, yeah. isn't they? Because they've had a couple of bad results, doesn't make them a a terrible no. team. Um, and that would be my mindset. Mm. But I think physically, you can really get at Celtic. 
Stephen, is that what you're referring to? Because look at the way they played against Lazio for a while. Atletico Madrid, the first half, even finer. It wasn't brilliant last week, but a win. So do you think yeah, Rangers no, will I mean, make it tough? I mean, Celtic, Celtic haven't become a terrible... Brennan Rodgers and they, those players haven't become terrible players overnight yeah. but what Barry's touched on I mean the, the Champions League games especially at Celtic Park even in some of them away they've been comfortable and it's you have the ball then we have the ball we'll knock it about we're a good team but I think I was down at Rugby Park for the Kilmarnock Celtic game and every opportunity they put in Celtic's box yes. doesn't matter where it was was it a throw in was it a, a free kick in their own half they put it right on top of Joe Hart they've got a goalkeeper that isn't coming for stuff as much as maybe he once did They've got a defence that looks as if they could lose goals from set pieces. So that is a blueprint for, for any team in the league. Um, so that's why I think, I mean, Barry says Rangers will go really physical, but Rangers will have the ball at times and it might suit Celtic a bit more that a team comes to, to try and win the game. But in terms of these other games, it's finding a way to, to break a team down and get that first goal and, and really get your confidence back. I mean, you, you still look at the Celtic team. You can't tell me that Carter Vickers, Callum McGregor, Maeda... Riley, Kyogo, I know top players they are. They're, they're just going through a, a, a tough period. At some stage, that forum and that confidence will come back. But for me, I think you need to suffocate Celtic. You do. Because if you allow them to play, they, they will play through you at times because they, they have got good players. But it's interesting. I mean, I know that game's 10 days away. But there's there's a couple of big games before that sure. for both Rangers and, and Celtic. Is Will Dennis going to be either Rangers or Celtic? I see there's reports today that he's on the radars of the two big clubs. Stephen, could you see him coming up the A77? Yeah, I mean, he's a 23-year-old goalkeeper that's doing well in the league. He's a baby in terms of uh, football and how, how long he's got in his career. But I think Celtic will be looking to replace Joe Hart with more of an experienced, established goalkeeper. Um, look what Jack Butland's done at Rangers. Um, he's just totally took over from Alan McGregor. Um, so I think I think you'll be looking more at an experienced goal but long term in terms of a number two because the goalkeeping situation definitely Celtic needs to be addressed long term because Seagrist and Scott Bain they're, they're never going to be the Celtic goalkeeper they, they, I'm sure they're good trainers good backups but um, they need to address the, the goalkeeping situation it might mean that two goalkeepers are coming in for next season Barry Butlin's been a huge success for Rangers he's been immense yeah. Paul yeah, he's yeah. been an absolute giant between the, the sticks um, just his, his presence some of his I mean, his all round goalkeeping has, has been top class um, I, I I knew him as a young boy yeah. in Birmingham and you could see he had huge huge potential he went on to have a good career my only, my only worry was he hadn't played a lot of football but you know what he's put that to bed he's come up and he's been he's been brilliant and he, he's took to the he's took to Rangers up here um, as I said to you, I met him a few weeks back when yeah. we were doing the the Christmas advert and he was blown away with the size of the club. Does he remember the days? Well, I know he would down at St Andrews at Birmingham. Does he mention uh, what Peter Grant did for him and big Alec McLeish? Uh, he seems a nice lad. He, yeah. he is. He, yeah. he is a, listen, yeah. he's a confident big guy and I Does like he? that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you've got to have a, a, a bit of that about you and yeah. he, he's got that. He believes in his own ability and I have no, no problems whatsoever with that. When I see that in a player, you must need that as a goalkeeper. Yeah, anyway. but listen, yeah. he's produced yeah. the goods, Paul. Sure. He, he's he's um, he had big gloves to fill, and Alan McGregor, and he certainly came in and he, he's filled them, and he's been, as I said, he's been immense since he's come up. See if you think that guy like Jack Butland that's played in English Premier League, been around England squads, played in Man United, he's blown away by Rangers. Imagine what you'd think of Morecambe. 
<laughs> a great point. Do you want to come on to that maybe later? Derek Adams, is he still there at Ross County after slaughtering his team and uh, Scottish football, the Premiership? Anyway, we'll talk about that soon. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 Let's go. Number one for Glasgow in the West. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Thank you so much for making the switch. It's quite a season. Actually, in all the divisions, look at the championship, Wraith Rovers. Who would possibly have suggested they would win the title? Oh, our own Barry Ferguson. I'll tell you, they're not there yet, but what a start to the season for the Rovers. Yeah, uh, a brilliant start, Paul. Um, there are... They're a real good team to watch. Mm. I've watched them a few times. Obviously, you get it in the the beep on a Friday night, um, and obviously, I look out for the results because one of the the, the consortiums, my mould um, chief executive at Kelty, um, yeah. and I knew when he was going to get involved, it would push a club on. And and listen, Ian Murray's done a fantastic job. His recruitment's been really good, and they've got some players that, that light up games. Um, so yep, they're they're, they're sitting. They're flying high at this moment in time, but listen, it's December, Paul. Sure. There is still a long way, I'm sure. Jim will get his Dundee United boys up and running again. They've had a few dodgy results over the last few weeks, but yep, they're a, they're a good team. He watched Wraith Rovers, and as I says, I, I said at the start of the season that don't be surprised if if they top that championship, which is a difficult league to win. It sure is. Stephen, you'd love to be in it. Next season, you're top of the table in the first division. What about Dundee United? I think you feel that by come May, they could be champions. Well, I just yeah. think, I mean, uh, totally respect Rafe Rovers. Um, I'm probably just a wary of the type of business Dundee United could do in January in terms of will they make that big because they cannot afford they They spent a few years uh, in the championship. They spent big in the Premiership in the last few years. They can't afford to be going another year in the Championship. So probably just wary of what Dundee United might do in terms of strengthening their squad in, in January. But uh, can't not be impressed with Rafe Rovers. In fact, what Barry says about being on the BBC, they're the type of team when you look at the Friday night Championship game, you're disappointed when it's, when it's not Rafe Rovers at the minute. Yeah, Big one this weekend, and it's not Rovers, is it? With uh, Queen's Park. Yeah, uh, Queen's Park, obviously yeah. not got a manager, but uh, taking on Dundee United. So... And Queen's Park needs need some points. Um, obviously, not having the season that they wanted to be having, so uh, another another big game. One of the big talking points in the last few days has been Derek Adams. So the new manager, third time out at uh, Ross County, lost at the weekend. And Barry, could you believe it when you heard these comments? Now we know managers they get you know upset at the end, emotional, yep. and, frustrated. Uh, yeah, yep, I get that. We conceded yep. a goal towards the end. Look, I'll have my saying. Yep. I know Derek because I played against him, good player. He's a good manager because he's managed at Ross County a couple of times. Hibs, Morecambe, Bradford, Plymouth. But I totally disagreed with um, his statement about the, the standard of Scottish football. He said it was well, rubbish. Yeah, I, well, I, I totally disagree with him. There's a lot of good teams up here. There's a lot of good players up here. I've watched League One and League Two for the last couple of years because obviously yeah. my son's down there and um, I've seen some of the games down there and the standards very poor so really? to compare yeah. it up here I was a bit disappointed with that but listen everybody's got an opinion but my opinion is there's good teams up here there's very good players up here um, and I, I had to disagree with it 100 times better he said at Morecambe no it's nowhere near that that's what he said 100 times better and no. I know they're emotional 
at the time. Yeah, I get he's, that. Listen, he's, he's an experienced he's a manager, winner. though. Yeah, he's a winner. He wants to win games, and I, I totally get that. But I just think it was a, a bit yeah. disrespectful to the Scottish game. I'll always stick up for the Scottish game. Look, I know it's not the most attractive to watch at times. I get that. Yeah. But I tell you what, I watched a game a few weeks ago. Man City, the richest club in the world, one of the richest clubs against Liverpool. And it was um it wasn't the best game. These games happen. Mm-hmm. I, I played in hundreds of, <laughs> of horrible games. Not pretty. Um, yeah, it's it's just party being it's just party football. But the standard of Scottish football, we have got good teams and good players up here. That's right. Liverpool, Man United at the weekend, you know, the biggest game down south. It was a terrible game. Mm-hmm. Stephen, what do you think about it? And he said sorry today to his players. And as a player, I mean, how would you feel if your captain if your manager has said that about you? Yeah, a new manager that's coming yeah. in, you're not sure what he thinks of you, you're approaching a, a transfer window, you're really I wouldn't be happy about it. I mean the whole I just hate I hate when people when Scottish people have a go at their own game. Yeah. Because um, enough people do it from down south, they're the best ever at, at promoting their own their own leagues. Um, you even look at the women's game, which is up and coming in England, and they always talk about the positive and look at the crowds we've got there. In this country, we do nothing but bash our own game, and it does my head in. Off the week, where our three sides have beaten Eintracht Frankfurt, Feyenoord, sure. and Real Betis in Spain, yeah. I don't think any club in League One could beat any of the three teams. We've got, I mean, I was part of a game in the third tier in, uh, of the country where we take 2,000 fans mm-hmm. to Hamilton. You look at the crowd at Rafe versus Dundee United. Our game's good. It is, it's good. The, the top league is really, really competitive. I mean, it's it's almost brutal at times in terms of you can be competing for Europe and three or four weeks later, you're two points off the relegation playoff. And I've been, I, I played in League Two. My last season in England was in League Two and I played for, for Wickham with Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah. And the only way we played football was to kick it. The defenders were kicking it the way they're facing. They would hit Akin Fenma and it got to the point where I said to my dad, I can't take any more really? of this. I'm not yeah. touching the ball. I went back up to St Mern who were bought me the championship yeah. and in my first game we, we got beat before. Come on as a sub. Team weren't and it, we were in a real bad place but I loved it because all of a yeah. sudden it was an actual football game football. and I'm getting yeah. to touch the ball. Mm. So uh, yeah, I couldn't disagree anymore. Here's Chris yeah, on the you, line. You just want to defend yeah. your Of your course. Country, yeah. You want to defend Love your it. game up here sure. and as I said, I'd I done it all my days when I was down in England. I was sick of people saying that. Yeah. And it used to do my head in. Um, and, I, and I totally get that it's not the best league. I'm going to admit that it's not. But I tell you what, there's some games that I love watching up here. Here's Chris, a Celtic fan. Chris, do you agree with Stephen and Barry? Hi, Chris. I think he's just gone. Try again. I, I don't know. Hi. Hi, Chris. Hi there. What it is, um, it's, it's more, well, before I make my main point about the ticket allocation, can I make a point first on Derek Adams? Yeah, sure. Right, Derek Adams, I think what he said has been blown out of proportion because I think he said it in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. and he's, he's had this thought that all men do where the first thing in that's come out of his mouth, and I think, in the light of day, he's, he's regretted it and he's obviously now apologised. Yeah. Now, my, my main point is about the ticket allocation oh, yeah. for okay. the next Celtic Rangers game. Yep. Right. I'm a Celtic manager, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, would it not be better? Well, I actually, first of all, I actually understand why Rangers are angry at not being offered tickets. Because at the start of the season, Celtic went to Ibrox and were offered tickets by Rangers and re- declined to take them. So why are we not at least offering Rangers the tickets? 
They offer does them. Why can't we just give them the same allocation back? Or better still, why don't the two clubs just meet together and go, Celtic, have the Broomland Road stand back. Rangers, you get back what you used to have. Because I'm pretty sure Barry will say when he played in these games, when he walked out at Celtic Park as an away player, he must have looked and gone, oh, look at all the fans. I've got to perform for them. Do you know what I mean? Rather than looking and going, well, there's no fans here. Do you know what I mean? Who am I? I'm only really performing for my club here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sure. At least if you've got you know, 3,000, whatever, 6,000 backing you up, yep. at least you go, look at these people. These people are paying 50 quid a ticket. I've got to perform for them as well as myself, as well as my club. Barry, what would you say to Chris? Yeah, I mean, you know my feelings on it. Oh, I would love to see it get back to the way it was um, a number of years ago when when there was I think it was what was it seven thousand each yeah. roughly I, I can't honestly can't see it happen. I'm, you know what? It's just tit for tat. I agree with Chris. Why not just sit around the table, bang your heads together, and sort this out? It, re- it really it's, it frustrates the living daylights out of me. Chris, your first point about why Celtic and you were saying they should give them the seven or eight hundred tickets. Celtic believe. The statement came out last night. It's not safe. It's not safe for the Rangers fans and it's not safe for the Celtic fans in those small numbers. I mean, I agree with you totally, your second point. But the first one, Chris, you know there's danger for both sets of fans. I I completely understand that. But what my, my point was, at the start of the season when we went to Ibrox, they offered Celtic 700, 800 tickets, whatever, whatever it was they were offered. Yeah. And Celtic came out in a statement and said, we will not be taking these tickets on safety grounds, yeah. which, I can, which is completely within their rights. Now, why didn't we at least offer them the tickets? And if Rangers turn around and go, it is not safe for our 800 fans to travel to Celtic Park, fine. At least you've offered the tickets. It's not what I'm, what I'm trying to say is yeah. every club in Scotland going to Celtic Park, Ibrooks, Pinecastle, Easter Road, whatever, any away club should at least be offered the right to sell away tickets to their fans, regardless of how many want to go. You understand my point? Though? I do. I take we the point. Even, sure, I do. You see, that's what yeah. that's that that was my argument. It's, it's not that it's not that you know. It's not that Rangers said in, at the start of the season you're not getting tickets. They went here's eight hundred tickets. We went. Yeah. No, thank you. Yep. You understand I what do. I'm trying to say on that Stephen, point? Stephen, what would you say on that point? Yeah, I just think following on from my last discussion about the game eating itself at times and not promoting it, I've, I've got to be honest, when James, the producer, put the, the statements into your chat, my head's slumped in terms of these guys that are running the two, your most two su- mm-hmm. successful clubs, the ones that are the whole world looks on is the, the huge clubs in this country and they're sending out statements and it is tit for tat again. Um, I mean just there's a Man United Liverpool we talk about the English promoting a yeah. game Man United Liverpool it's unthinkable that Liverpool would pull out pull Man United's allocation for that game and just say ah are not coming I don't know how the league can't the, the league can't enforce something um, that needs strong leadership and we don't have I that don't do know, we? I don't know why they don't just say look you're giving them tickets um, and it isn't I've read also people say, well, every club in the league's offered 800, so every, so Celtic Rangers should get 800. No. There's, there's guys that go home and away. I mean, there's Rangers fans that would have been in Spain a week before Christmas yeah. um, to follow their team. Celtic fans will be in Dundee and Boxing Day away from their families and they go everywhere, home and away games. And all of a sudden, our two biggest clubs mm-hmm. aren't giving these fans the opportunity to go to the biggest game 
because that is yep. the biggest game it's the most important game it's the games that decide the championships uh, for both clubs so I'm bored of it I wish the league <laughs> would just say I mean you, you look at the Feyenoord game the allocations that Liverpool had at Ibrox you see, you see it all on, on social media um, why can't that just be moving forward uh, meet in the middle and the league enforce it and say that's got to happen Chris do you expect Celtic fans to get back to Ibrox next season in numbers and the same for Rangers fans coming to Parkhead unless there's a rule enforced yeah. no I really don't I think what I mean there was a thing online uh, last season there's, there's obviously there's three options apart from a lockout do you know what I mean which is 800 each for Celtic Park and Ibrox. Yeah. You give Celtic obviously the Broomland and we get and we give Rangers whatever that bit was, right? Or you you do what it has to happen with UEFA, which is like I think it's something what is it like 2,800 or something like that. Mm-hmm. We get that for mm-hmm. Ibrox, they get that for Celtic Park because at the end of the day, the fans aren't liking it, yeah. the media's not going to like it, and even football neutral because I mean guys that maybe support Murrow or you know, hearts, whatever, yep. they're probably going, oh, come on, I'll sit and watch Celtic Rangers today because it's on. And they're going, there's no Rangers fans there. There's yep. nothing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not as good as it used to be. And I'm pretty sure Barry, obviously, he's played in these games. He, he would have, he would have obviously, as a fan as well, been going, it's great to, you know, you, you, you shout at the Celtic fans, they shout back, they boo you, you boo them. You <laughs> see what I mean? It's, it's better for the aesthetics as well. Sure. Yeah, listen. Yeah, he's spot on. Yeah, he's nodding. Yeah. yeah, everything Chris is saying, I, I, I totally agree. And Chris, see, when I was down in England, down at Blackburn and Birmingham, the first thing when I walked into a dressing room was going to take me to an old firm game. And now there was Rangers and Celtic fans there, and you would bring them up, and they were in awe yeah. when it was when you were at Ibrox and there was 43, 44,000 Rangers fans, and there was six or seven thousand travelling Celtic fans. It creates it. That's what makes it unique and special. And did you get tickets for some of the Celtic fans or did you just take the Rangers no, fans no, with you? No, no, listen, that's part of it. Listen, yeah. you've got to get both sides. Yeah. No doubt, it was just weird when you sure. were staying in the hotel, you were having to dish out Rangers, Rangers yep. end and Celtic end and then we went, both the, both groups mm. went in separate minibuses. Never went in the same minibus. No. <laughs> Chris, good call. Thanks very much for calling 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! A lot of calls and messages about the old firm ticket allocation. The three of us agree, Barry Ferguson, Stephen McGinn and myself. This goes on and on and on and it doesn't do any good for Scottish football. You know, we heard the Derek Adams thing earlier on. Um, he at the moment, but he had a real go at Scottish football. But we're not doing ourselves any favour. Barry, you still think this is the biggest, best derby in the world? Rangers well, 100%, yeah. Paul. No, no doubt about it. But the atmosphere's not the same if you've yeah, only it's got... It's not the same, yeah. but I, I totally get it and I've, I've been to a yeah. couple um, since it's... It's went to obviously mm. if it's at Ibrox, it's only Rangers fans, and um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like it, and I don't enjoy it. And it worked against Rangers, I think, when Kyogo scored that goal, it silenced Ibrox, and then some of the fans, I know they were unhappy with Michael Beale. The dream for this season at that point was going wrong, and some of them turned against each other. Yeah, listen, that, that that's what happens. Um, but I just just think back, and I was lucky enough to blame so many yeah. at Ibrox and, and Celtic Park, Paul. And, and that's what is a I use the word that's why it makes it unique. It's both sets of fans screaming and shouting at each other, singing their songs and and whatever. 
they, they, they do and just to no see that happen nowadays it's mm. do you know what it's, it's pretty sad did you ever come back and go into the stand when you were at Birmingham or Blackburn did you come back up the road and watch yeah of yeah, course of course you did what was it like so strange you, yeah. strange when you're you're obviously because you can't influence anything because you're yeah. sitting mm. in the stand but it was just good to turn around and look at my, my teammates and they were just in awe of the, the occasion Paul must be it was strange as well seeing you there because you were still playing you shouldn't have gone at that point from the club but you were back as a Rangers supporter and then what was it like when you got back on the field then second time round at Rangers as captain what, what was it like in terms uh, of yeah that, that was the, that was a, the, the drive to, to get back was to play in the uh, the old firm games there was no doubt about it they're, they're special special games um, sore when you lose them no doubt about it um, but when you win them they're they're uh, are special, special wins and special, special games. Stephen, what are you thinking? No, I just, currently we can't sell it as the biggest game in the world. Okay. To the for in terms of if Barry was bringing up um, people nowadays, you'd be as well taking them to European games. Yeah. In terms mm -hmm. of everything, um, they'll come up and the quality of the game at the minute's maybe not um, as good. I, I thought the last one at Ibrox, the Kyogo scores a winner. I thought it was poor. Um, I thought it was a poor game of football, and as the atmosphere was the worst ever. Uh, at one of those games for me mm. in terms of and it was the first time probably since they went behind closed doors that the away team won so the, the last 20 minutes sure. it, I mean yeah. there was negativity but there was silence so why does why do the, the bosses at both clubs not realise this common sense they probably do but oh. they won't back down this isn't the league or yeah. I don't know who's in charge someone needs to make a decision and make it happen bring it back because it's um, we, said, we said this three months ago it's ruining the fixture Let's go back in the line. Sean is on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. I think Barry is too. He's uh, recovered after celebrations at the weekend. Stephen's in good form. <laughs> so, oh, no, no, listen, my son's birthday as well, remember? Of course. I, I just said <laughs> celebrations. Don't Sean. He's just trying to wind you up. I just said celebrations <laughs> at the weekend, uh, Sean. If anybody like you try to do that anyway. Never. Well, listen, guys, I was listening to the show there and it was, uh, it was it's a good topic you're just speaking about. Um, and I think it's just a really silly thing that's went on far too long now. I think people need to look at this and realise what have we got in Scotland? See, rather than focusing on what we don't have and what England's got and we don't, the fact of the matter is We've got loads of good things up here with our game. Let's start promoting that. And one of the best products that we could promote in, within our game is the Derby match. Celtic versus Rangers, Rangers versus Celtic. And a massive thing that adds to that fixture is having the away fans there. Now, I've been to Ibrox there um, this time last year, actually. And uh, trying to get in, it's not enjoyable fan experience. It's... Yeah. It's uh, it's a, like a military exercise trying to get into the ground. You know, the, the game kicks off at 12, half past 12. You need to be in the car park half past nine in the morning. I think that day it was like three degrees. Yeah. You know, and you're standing there for about three, four hours before police pull horses together and start letting you through eventually about an hour before kickoff. You know, they let you through in kind of like 10, you know, banks of 10 people. Yeah. Um, so it's just like maybe the numbers thing I think we need to get back to that and it's just like safety in numbers. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier for kind of flashpoints to happen and missiles to be thrown into a wee pocket because I don't know if you've ever stood in that section of Ibrox but when you're standing there it's quite exposed whereas when you've got the full broom on 
it is a lot safer. Yeah. Um, and I can't comment, obviously, for Rangers supporters. I've got loads of pals that are Rangers supporters that would come to Celtic Park. I'm sure their experience might be the same. I don't know. Uh, but I just think it's been on far too long. And we need to get back to, what are we trying to sell in our game here? Yeah. You know, that's it's the best product that, that you know, when, when they draw each other on the cup, the organisers and the sponsors are rubbing their hands. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. let's promote it for everything it is. Let's stop killing the fixture Sean I know they listen both clubs listen to this programme and I hope they take it on board common sense is what's yeah, needed Chris before and, yeah. and Sean they're just speaking total sense I, yeah. I totally agree with everything he's saying and, yeah. I, and I get it's uh, they're more vulnerable when they're in smaller groups sure. yeah. with the seven or 800 fans yeah. and when obviously they get the, the Brumlin when there's seven or 8,000 mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how many thousand but they're, they're more compact and they're, they're in together but I totally get sure I totally agree with Sean I just worry that it's never going to get back to that that's my issue and it, it kind of when you're watching the the games whether it's at Ibrox whether it's, whether it's at Celtic Park and you don't hear any away fans and it's just it's no it's it's just no the same mm. in my opinion and I was lucky enough to play in so many yeah. Paul and when I was at Ibrox and going over to take a corner at the Brimley the Celtic fans were giving you all sorts but that's what it was all about. You know what I mean? It was That's what made it. And I think if you ask any ex, Rangers or Celtic, or any current who have actually played in when there's been seven or 8,000 fans allowed in each of the stadiums, I'm 100% sure everyone will agree with what I'm saying. Get it back to the way it was. Stephen? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a bit more hopeful it does eventually come back. I mean, it doesn't... Just because a full Brumland full of Celtic fans doesn't stop them. Barry scored a goal in front of them one day and he's kissed the badge about 15 times. Oh, I was never like that. I <laughs> stayed well clear of them right enough. <laughs> but they didn't exactly, they didn't keep it out the net, but it added to the whole occasion. Yeah. You, and when you look at Kyogo scores a goal, winning goal with not a single Celtic fan in, it doesn't influence the result, but it adds to the, the whole occasion. I agree with Sean and what he spoke about being there at half nine. We read all the time non-football people speak about the football fans and behaviour and stuff like that and some of the the things stuff football fans need to put up with three degrees and having to wait outside the ground for for hours it's it's not good Mark and Kieran and Sean have been on the uh, socials just now they're saying exactly the same thing and Stephen it's the same thing and the fans are there so early it's the same when they go to Celtic Park then the Rangers fans have to be there hours earlier you're right there's safety in numbers normally Sean before you go what about your team are you going to bounce back now? I saying we've got to, you know, the, the the past couple of weeks have been unforeseen. I can't even give you an explanation. I can't even offer an explanation to to, to how you can go out and beat Feyenoord. And by the way, what I would would say to you is uh, during the Feyenoord game, I didn't feel that Celtic got out of second gear that night. No. I didn't think we were, were particularly good. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we were good enough to win the game, which was encouraging. And then you go and, you know, you... you well, we, we, we can have seen it coming, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, up at Perth the other week, yeah, the first half was atrocious. The second half, we bounced back. You think, right, OK, that, that's OK. We've got the result. Fine, move on. Then, you, you know, down at Kilmarnock, was just... Mm-hmm. Eric McKinnon's done a number on us that day. That's for sure. You know, and then I think Hearts had then... Stephen A. Smith's looked at his blueprint for what he'd done that day and Hearts have implemented it at Celtic Park. You know, it adds to the fact that they got, yep. uh, you know, a world day. That free kick the guy scored. I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, don't rate Joe Hart, and that's up to them. At the end of the day, I'm a supporter. I'm going to support whoever's playing, right? Yep. But 
And then did the add on, I think it was a keeper in the world would have saved that free kick. Mm. You know, it was almost in the side netting. It was a belt of Stephen Kingsley. Stephen, what would you say yeah. to Sean? Yeah, I mean, the goal, I mean, any goal that goes in, the goalkeeper's, I mean, being there myself, you look at the goalkeeper all yeah. the time. I think the, the problem with Joe Hart at the minute is he looks quite shaky coming for crosses. I think he's punching a few, and I think the fans were getting a bit upset at the weekend. But I, I agree with Sean in terms of it's hard to think. Well, you, we, you did see it coming in terms of the performance at St Johnston and it had been coming some of the games but as in the same season the performance at home to Athletic Madrid yeah. the performance at home to Aberdeen I mean these guys hit a level that's that's very very good so I think that's a reminder from Brendan Rodgers from Callum McGregor this week that look we're not absolute diddies overnight they still but we have to cut out the basic errors and we have to get our spirit going and get back but get back because at the minute they're gifting Rangers a title it's the two words they used like desire and passion and if you're a player and you hear your manager say that and it's no great so they, listen he'll be expecting a, a bounce uh, on Saturday against Livingston Sean you're going to bounce back what's your scoreline against Livy scoreline <laughs> I'm not the guy for scoreline no. if, if we score one more than them I'll be quite happy at this moment in time that's for sure Paul thanks Sean good call Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Well, loads of people in the West calling in and talking about the old firm allocation or the lack of it for Rangers fans. Rangers fans are not happy. They started it though under the Dave King era. They did and look what has started. Celtic did it first then in retaliation and it just got worse, hasn't it? And this season, Celtic refused to take tickets for the game at Ibrox. Celtic won that game and then for the game on the 30th 10 days away uh, Rangers wanted tickets they've gone to the subcommittee they agreed with much of what Rangers said and the evidence but they've ruled that Celtic don't have to offer tickets to uh, Rangers fans it's an absolute shambles for what Barry Ferguson has described and I think a lot of you agree is the biggest and best derby in the world but it's not going to be as Stephen McGinn said if you've only got one set of fans people will forget what the atmosphere was like this Glasgow derby, old firm derby, such a shame. I wish they could sort it out, you know. James Bisgrove, Michael right. Nicholson, surely yep. young chief execs, Barry, have a word with them. Stephen, you can speak to Michael Nick. Sort it out, they're two good guys. Sort it out. And you'll get some of them in both sides. Oh, we don't want to give them tickets or whatever. Come on, we're bigger than that. You've said it. I know, I, I just don't and believe it. Do you know what? Yeah. I would love to yeah. disagree with you and get a wee argument going, yeah. but everything <laughs> you've said is spot on. <laughs> Do you want another my opinion, yeah, everybody's good. got different opinions, sure. but in yeah. my opinion, I would like to see it get back to it used to be, but in all honesty, I can't see that happening. Soapbox time, Stephen, you were really good in the first half as well about Derek Adams' comments, rubbish Scottish football. He's an experienced manager, and I keep saying about all oh, the heat of you know battle, he just lost a game, but he should be better than that as well. He's apologised to his players today, and he should really apologise to the rest of Scottish football. Professionals, it's people's jobs. Yeah, I mean... As the emotion involved with losing a game um, he's obviously came back he's had the initial couple of results um, 
I'm sure it was a sore one to lose so late on in the game and you can say things in the heat of the, the moment but ju- just the mindset for that to be in your head mm. means he's approaching the job in the, with, with the wrong manner if, if English football's so much better don't come back up here what about Craig Levine? So he'll be at Ibrox uh, any time now. The bus will arrive, the St. Johnson bus. Let's hear Philippe Clement first of all, but we want to speak about Craig Levine because he's been quite controversial today speaking about where Rangers and Celtic should be in the future. This is what Philippe Clement said about tonight's game. Uh, a hard battle. I saw the game against Celtic. Uh, they made it a hard battle. It could have been 2-2, one moment. Very well-organized team, a lot of power. Transition play, set pieces. So, um, yeah, a big test also three days after this cup final. Big test also about mentality for my team to see after the satisfaction what they deserved. And I told them also they had to enjoy Sunday evening. How fast can they switch? Because that's for me uh, the top top sport mentality, the really winners, they, they switch really fast. They can be really happy, but the next day they are back in this, uh, in this winning mode to, to focus again, to have concentration again. Their body is prepared. So in that way, it's a, it's a really big test tomorrow. Barry, so it's now tonight for this game. You said in the first half, of the programme it's not going to be easy for Rangers No I, I don't think it will be easy um, in terms of how well Craig Levine's done since he committed uh, St Johnson he certainly set them up to be hard to beat they've had some really good results another good one at the weekend um, but I like what Philip Clement saying there it's about the mentality of the players tonight if they go out with the right mindset listen they've done well winning on Sunday um, they've celebrated now the focus goes on uh, St Johnson and um, I don't think he'll make any changes at all I would go out with the same team Paul yep and um, go and win the game he was asked about any change what's the news on Cifuentes and Jack uh, no I don't have a time scale but uh, a few days ago we thought it was worse now he get a good reaction after rehab so I hope it can be in uh, yeah, that he can be back before the winter break let's say and Ryan Jack uh, that we will see if it's before the winter break or not. That's really tight. So Barry, you reckon same starting 11 as uh, Sunday? Yeah, yep. listen, their, their, their confidence will be high. Mm. Um, I, I think, I'm saying I would start, but I don't know in terms of the circumstances is, is him carrying a, a slight yeah. knock or whatever, but if everybody's fresh and ready to go, I, I would pick the same starting 11. The only change I would maybe see happening would be maybe Balogun coming out because of his age a wee bit. Yeah. Obviously mm-hmm. done really well on Sunday and maybe Davies coming in for him. But if everybody's fresh, ready to go, go with the same team. Big game tonight. 7.45 kick-off all of the teams soon. But Barry reckons no change there. Also for Tordry, Aberdeen against Livingston. Can we go back on the lines? John is on from Dilmarnock, a Celtic fan. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? What are you thinking about this? Is it about the allocation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a Celtic fan, uh, I've been pretty fortunate enough, or unfortunate, depending on the way you want to look at it, I've been in the corner at Ibrox, uh, when we've won and when we've obviously not. Or, um, and I can see, I, I, I personally, like everybody else, for most people, you want the full stands back. But safety can't be guaranteed, guys. But I think Celtic have been a wee bit sh- smart this time around. They're refusing tickets to let Rangers in because Rangers get their teams up. 
And the last thing Celtic want is the Rangers fans coming here partying and, and, and giving their team some backing. So I think the board have really pushed out this time and stopped them coming. But the bigger picture, everybody says it, they need to get the, the, the game needs the fans back um, and it needs to be the, the full stands again. I mean, there's nothing better. Barry said it, John said it, McCart said it, and I nothing better than, than seeing your fans in, in an opposition ground celebrating a win or a victory or a goal. There's nothing, there's nothing can do it. And your game needs it. We need it back. We talk about this, this, this game all over the world, how big it is, the magnitude it is, yet we, we can't sit around a table and get tickets allocated to fans to get 8,000 fans back in each area. John, so I agree with you on that. Be pretty smart listing. Except, John, can I put this to you? When Kyogo scored, Celtic, so it didn't affect Celtic, the fact that there were no Celtic fans at Ibrox. Are you not worried that might no. happen the other way round, December 30th? No, I think, I think it would be hard we, we went there, we were going there with no fans, so we had nothing to lose, so anything's a victory. Rangers have come in, they're only one, they've, they've got one game, one, for me anyway, they've got one game in mind tactic, is do not lose at Celtic Park. I draw suits Rangers, because they can go, one game a night, they're right up the tails, and I said this the other night when I was on the job, we're 10 points ahead at one point, we're now down to five. The Rangers have a game in hand tonight, they're two. They come to Celtic Park, and they do not lose. They're only one, they're only one game away from going top the league, then it's down to the chase So, I don't fear Rangers coming to Celtic Park myself, I think the crowd will play a big part in um, and I think Rangers have said there's still a lot to lose. Yeah. John, we're going to try and change the line there. James will be on that. We'll try and put you on the other one, one of the other lines. Any other insight? What do you think there? There's a Celtic yeah, fan Yeah, listen, it's a smart yeah. point John yeah. does make. Mm-hmm. Listen, the, if you allowed 800 fans, obviously Rangers fans would be coming in bouncing. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, and in, in terms of the game, they're still, look, I know this game's 10 days away, but I'm no looking at that. Mm-hmm. There's there's two big yeah. games, or three, sorry, big games before that. You are a wee bit looking at it. No, I'm just asking. You, no, Paul, no, Paul. See if you get. See if you start looking too far in front of you. Yeah. That's where you, you obviously you, you fall, flatten your your face. You you cannot allow that to happen. And I don't think this manager does. I think he just takes each game. It's all cliche, but listen. If you start thinking, all oh, right, if we sure. win these games and we go to Celtic Park for a draw, no, we concentrate on St. Johnson and we take it for there. See, see because we're still getting to know Philip Clement. That's one of the things I'm interested in. See his team selection for maybe tonight, um, the game next week. Is he, is he go just going full strength, nothing changes, keep keep his moving along, or is he going to start to make changes? Because if he is starting to make changes, he is starting to look ahead to that Celtic game. Which, I mean, that is such a huge game, but I, I agree with Barry. I think I, I would go as strong as I could um, at Ibrooks tonight. Get the job done, you get five subs. If, you, if you're 2 or 3 nil up you can get the boys off and ready to go for my living 100% it was the same um, incident last week against Betis people were saying oh right we've got the cup no you, you can't think about the cup final albeit it was yeah. massive but you can't you have to go in full tilt and if everybody's fit and available you go with your strongest 11 which you think is Stephen what about John's point though Celtic are right then not to have Rangers fans in to give a, a competitive advantage as well potentially I, I mean I don't know Fans, but see, see the some games. I think you look at a Celtic point of view. The home game against Rangers when they blew them away, the atmosphere was just out of this world. Maybe the Rangers semi-final when John Lundstrom scored the winner, they just blew Leipzig away in terms. But the atmospheres aren't always like that. So see when they're not like that. So there's an interesting atmosphere about Celtic Park now. 
Um, the, the Champions League game against Feyenoord without the Green Brigade um, it's the quietest I'd ever heard I know, I know it was a meaningless game um, and that might have added to it but when but the they, both went for it. they both went for it didn't yeah, they the no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. when the atmosphere is not at fever pitch it doesn't necessarily give you an advantage mm. I mean I've been to Celtic Park and, and Ibrox with your St Mern's when you don't bring a massive travelling support and one of the key things is using the 60,000 or the 50,000 to your advantage because if you get to that period of 70 minutes and they're right on their backs and maybe the odd player or two starting to, well, I don't really want to give that ball away because my last cross went into the goalkeeper's hands. Some, not always it's home advantage with, with, the, with all the crowd. Have you got your team for John? Here's what Stephen thinks, yeah, how they'll um, line up for Livy. I want to ask you, John, something about the football. Stephen? Yeah, I just went with, I mean picking a team in terms of Brendan Rodgers and guys that have been under pressure at a long time um, and know what it's about and trying to get as close to your best 11 um, okay. I've went with Joe Hart and goals the, the back four I as much as it's coming come for a bit of scrutiny I wouldn't change it too much especially with that Rangers game approaching I've gone for Johnston Carter Vickers Liam Scales and Greg Taylor and I've gone for four across the, the midfield uh, Lewis Palmer on the left, uh, midfield two of Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, and I've got my James Forrest. Um, I, th this wouldn't be my team in terms of the Rangers, but I, yep. to win the next match, James Forrest, um, I think he's dealt with pressure his whole time at Celtic. I know he splits opinion over the last couple of years, but Brendan Rodgers trusts him and he's been good for him. So I'd go with James Forrest. And up front, I'd, I'd put Dyson Maida up beside Kyogo and try and get a bit more out of Kyogo. And it might be that with the, the, the partnership with Maida. Might, it might bring he's something missed extra. Him, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. John, what do you think of that lineup? I think that's actually all right. It's not a bad lineup. Uh, I'm not going to go for it. I mean, I was listening to you there, obviously, Mr. Nick isn't too clever, but. I just think going back to my original point and being the fans are on the ground, yeah. I think it's even said it there, obviously you, you don't really know what the fans can bring to you some days you're off, but I'd rather the atmosphere could be a wee bit different as well because if there's six, five, six hundred Rangers fans there singing and chanting and we've no good our, our so-called ultras in the Green Brigade or the boys in, where is the singing coming from? Because the atmosphere has been pretty bad at times at Celtic Park, uh, but I'm not saying it's right to ban them, I'm not saying it's, it's wrong to ban them, but the team, the team should take care of itself. If Barry will tell you, you could be in your best form getting into the match, certain uh, Rangers game, and it's, it goes right out the window because it seems to just consume some people at times. But I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But I think the board have been very smart in refusing the tickets. Okay, good point. John, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Some good points there. Yeah, it's and he's right. Game. Listen, yeah. I, I would start. I know there's games to go before it, but I'd mm. still be cautious. I wouldn't be getting too excited. Mm. You've got to be level headed, feet in the ground, way what's happened at Celtic. There's been a couple of surprising results, no doubt about it. But you can't worry about that. You've got to worry about what you've got to do, and you've got to win games right up until that um, old firm game at Celtic Park, which is going to be an absolute cracker, as they always are. Because um, there's a lot of good players in show. You're going to be on that day, you, me, Peter Grant. So I just remember your birthday last year, Barry, 2022. So it's Barry Ferguson's birthday and that was when Celtic blew Rangers away. Abada played brilliantly and and a lot of Rangers fans will think going into this game, 
it's going to be the other way around that Rangers are going to blow Celtic away. Celtic fans, what do you think? Rangers fans, what do you reckon? Although I know you're on the way to the game tonight. What about Craig Levine, the St. Johnson manager, who has said he'd love to see the old firm play in England and pay fifty million each year to the rest of Scottish football? He thinks the game would be better up here for it. Barry, what's your initial reaction no, to I'd that? No, this is your bread and butter up here. Yeah, yep, I know there's been talk over the last what twenty odd years. Mm. Look, Celtic and Rangers going down there. Nah, I, I, I think um, Rangers and Celtic have got to stay in Scotland. It bring they bring so much to it, don't they, they? Do. to the party. They do. And yeah. listen, I, I know it would be a more competitive league because let's be honest, every year it's either going to be Celtic or Rangers that are going to win the league. Um, but I just know I don't like the idea of Rangers or Celtic leaving the Scottish game. You've both played north and south of the border, Stephen. What's your? I, I think if they yeah. went down to the Premier League, they do. Okay. Give them five years, they mm. would be top four, top six. Stephen, what do you feel? Um, yeah, I mean Celtic Rangers. I'm sure would love to to go down. The respective boards would love that. I'm sure in terms of the finance and the, there'd be no ceiling on how big they could go. Uh, I don't see how it could would improve Scottish football. Um, I, I think. I mean, I. I do think the league's, league's great. There's no many leagues as competitive as it is. Every point is an absolute prisoner. You, you see the celebrations. Dundee fans on, on the pitch. Yeah. Um, talk about making the league bigger. I think it could bring... There's pros and cons to it, but I don't think Dundee fans are on the pitch with a last-minute winner at Ross County if it's an 18-team league. No. It's so, yeah. these, these points are so... And as I said, you're so close to either competing for European football or so close to yeah. trying to fight to avoid relegation. Sure. There's not many games that don't mean something. I remember when it was a much bigger league and there were so many boring games, mm. meaningless games. Mm. There's a whole rump of teams in the middle who were safe and it didn't mean anything. Mm. It wasn't the same for the fans. But I was surprised at Craig Levine saying that. I mean, he's, he's experienced, he's entitled to his opinion. I see your nephew, Lewis Ferguson, is quoted as saying, yep, I'd like to play in the English Premier League at one day, but he's saying he's happy at Bologna. We keep hearing about the old lady of Juventus want him. Um, any, I'm not asking you for an update but you might find out over Christmas yeah he's so, going to have a yeah. lot of interest Paul, yeah. I watched his last couple of games um, and uh, yeah he's playing some good stuff it, to be fair to Bologna they're a good team this year mm-hmm. yeah, they're they flying are. pretty sure. high they're in European places at this moment in time and I've always said it listen if he continues this sort of forum he's going to attract interest whether it's from other teams in Italy whether it's Spain or whether, whether it's the English Premier League is he it's out? not going to be in Scotland because he'll be too expensive that's exactly what I was going to ask you so your old club Rangers who could have had him Celtic could have had him as well 18 mm. months ago can you imagine the Christmas present he's going to get you Barry you know he's doing well now over there he's on yeah, he's know. on Tony Valenti what do you think what's he got for you Some, someone Italian flavour a Ferrari Tony or something Tony Valenti <laughs> <laughs> your banner's no bad <laughs> Stephen Yes, Ferguson, how highly do you rate him? I know you do. Oh yeah, top. Uh, he's, his next moves are going to be really good. It's just, I, I actually noticed that at the weekend. Bologna obviously sitting fourth in the league above teams like um, Napoli, obviously last year's winners and, and Inter Milan. So yeah, what a season. What about Ben Doak? He's got an injury which is really unfortunate for him. The young Liverpool player, 18 years old, requiring surgery on a knee injury. So Yeah, it's no nice seeing that. Yeah. A, a lot of people were saying... Would they have maybe have sneaked into the Euros? I 
didn't think he, he would have listen he's going to be a future Scotland player there's no doubt in my mind about that he's, he's got so much potential um, and if he keeps working hard he'll be a, a brilliant Scot Scotland player in the, the future I just think the Euros would have came too soon for him but you don't like seeing young players suffer um, knee injuries and hopefully it's not serious and they'll be back as soon as possible Stephen Bento he was on the bench wasn't he in an old firm game not too long ago yeah, I, th- I think the night there. I yeah. spoke about the, the 3-0 midweek game I think yep. he came on yep. um, but my, my disappointment wasn't so much for the Euros I agree with Barry I don't think Steve Clark would have taken him my disappointment is probably a young player with so much potential getting under the knife so early in his yeah. career something um, happened to me and I know the the constant fight you have going forward so I'm hoping as Barry says it's not too too serious and he's not under for too long 08, 08 17 17 700 we'll have the team news soon for Aberdeen against Levy and for Rangers against St Johnson The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for your free energy home survey and bespoke quote call 0800 233 Let's go Rangers legend Barry Ferguson former Watford Hibs I wish I hadn't started do all that, these ones don't do it all uh, it's Stephen McGinn who's with us as well the Falkirk captain chasing well you've got the record at the moment unbeaten Falkirk yeah, yeah your, big your traffic update just reminded me yeah. to go a different way home there the last are. time uh, Rangers had a midweek game I get stuck in the traffic so did you yeah yeah go a different way tonight Barry you'll be there tonight Rangers against St Johnson I hear what you're saying there's jeopardy there but Stephen realistically what do you think tonight Oh, I, I mean, yeah. um, I, I think Rangers will win the next three games. I just think the momentum uh, is going. I think Celtic have to beat Rangers to stop their momentum. Um, they're just ticking along and they're just knocking games out of the park at the minute. So I think the games are, are favourable in the lead up to the Celtic game in terms of uh, tonight's game, home to St Johnston, away to Motherwell, home to Ross County. So I think it's three good games, but I don't think Philip Clement can take any chances with the amount of injuries he's got I think he's got his strongest team in all three games and get the nine points It's going to be some game isn't it come November the 30th but we won't speak about it Gregory's on uh, he thinks it's going to be 1-1 tonight he's saying Stevie May so I suspect Gregory is a Celtic fan there <laughs> Barry St Johnston? Yeah Maybe a St Johnston fan? Uh, no, I, no he's not it's Gregory <laughs> he often comes on to It's Paul's the, the show <laughs> <It's not. laughs> uh, <laughs> 08, 08, 17, 17, <laughs> 700. I'm telling yeah. you, that this ain't going to be easy. I, 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 getting into this game, I, I think this is going to be a right stuffy encounter. I think they're going to come, sit really deep and try and frustrate Rangers because if they open up, Rangers have got, obviously, players who have got real pace in the wide areas now. Well, that's the, that's the difference. Rangers lifted the first trophy, as we all know, of the season, the via play, the Scottish League Cup on Sunday. This is what the manager was saying to his players afterwards. We, we stepped back in our marathon. So we had it's two sprints last week uh, and we stepped back in our marathon and it's about uh, seeing now who's, who's sharp, who's good. Also to see it's, it's five, five games in, in really short time. Uh, so it's impossible to do the five games with the same players. And to make the right choices and let the players uh, show themselves towards me, towards my staff, that they are ready to play. Ready to play the game tonight with uh, St. Johnson. And he was making the point, it's maybe not the big glamour, it's not a cup final, it's not the Celtic game, but it's three points tonight. It's the same opportunity as one week ago, as nine weeks ago, as it will be in nine weeks or ten weeks. It's the same, it's about three points. There's no difference in that. So it's, it's one of these 38 games that you can get three points. And 
yeah, we, we just want to keep our, our rhythm that we are having. Um, and we want to be there again, like we will have to be there in the weekend. And we know in this marathon there will be one moment that um, it will not be the case and you guys will be the first one to say, oh, they stopped now with their rhythm. will not be the case also with the mentality that's here now. Uh, no, we, we just continue what we've been doing uh, the last weeks and, uh, and go, on with, go, go forward with that. Barry, mentality, he's talked about it again as you did. Yeah, he yeah. keeps mentioning yeah. it and I, I think he's drumming that into the players every, every single day uh, and I like the attitude. Every game's so important to Rangers. It's not just about going and lifting it for the bigger games, Paul. You need to do it for 38 games throughout a season and you need to do it every single cup game. Um, so that's why I fully expect Rangers to, to win the game tonight because I think their attitude will be um, the same as it has been since Philip Clement's come in um, look at, at times of football you, you look at it and you want it to be better but listen the most important thing is football is winning games and that's what he's certainly doing at this moment in time and, and certainly the players are producing for him a number of messages coming in following the discussion about the allocation. Uh, somebody here saying normal allocations will resume for next season. I take it normal would be five, six, seven thousand. I think we would all agree that would be amazing. But um, Barry doesn't see it. Stephen, you said maybe. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I always think. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been happening for so long. They're so important to the fixture. They're, they're, it's what makes the fixture. I mean. It's not Real Madrid and Barcelona players. People go for the atmosphere. People from England want to go and experience mm -hmm. the whole package. Um, so, yeah, I'm hopeful they come back. What was your biggest derby down south? I'm thinking, what would it have been? Yeah, I mean, we, we Sheffield United, we, we were never in the same league as Wednesday. Because um, that would have been a huge one, wouldn't Rotherham, it? Yeah. Rotherham was pretty good. Yeah. Um, when I was at Watford, Luton were obviously, I mean, Luton were well, they weren't even in the leagues, they were in the conference. Right, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't play in any big ones down south. Barry, did you come up against Aston Villa? Yeah. You when you were there, what was it like yeah. as a derby? Yeah, it was. I mean, I was getting told it was mayhem and it was yeah. massive. Yeah, it was. It was a big derby, obviously, two clubs in in Birmingham, but it was nowhere near mm. Rangers and Celtic. Um, but it was good to play in um, both at St Andrews and at, at Villa Park. Mm -hmm. I always enjoyed playing at Villa Park. I mean, mm -hmm. Stevens obviously yeah, sure. been there because his brothers. Um, running the show but I, I, I love going to play there mm -hmm. it's a brilliant stadium the surface was always like a bowling green as well the Holt end and all that yeah we, we uh, I played there once we put them out at the FA Cup it was probably the I mean I know Harry Maguire comes in for a lot of criticism mm -hmm. but it was the day he announced himself as a he was going to be a Premier League player he played against Christian Benteke and honestly totally dominated him he was, he was outstanding for <coughs> It must have been 19 or something at the time. Yep. So, yeah, as Barry said, one of the great places to play football. Uh, Gregory, who was on, agrees with you. The lineup for Celtic. So he thinks uh, that the days are over for Mikey Johnson, wishes them all the best. But he thinks James Forrest would have a part to play. Barry, what would you say about James Forrest 2023? In terms of. Still to contribute? Yeah, I, I think he's still got a big part to play. <laughs> I, I said to you a week or so ago, Paul, if I'm James Forrest and I'm sitting on the bench and seeing who's playing in my positions, I wouldn't be too happy. I don't care what age he is. What is he, 31, 32 now? Right. I still think he's got a lot to offer um, the, the Celtic team. And if you're asking my honest opinion, I still think he's the best wide player at Celtic. Yeah, I think I think he needs to go and grab it now. I think he needs to take control. And, and like Cal, Barry says, he watched the game, Cal McGregor, the one that going really making things happen. I think James Forrest needs to go and grab that jersey now and, and, that, and say, look, 
I'm not done yet. I've, I've still got lots to offer because you speak about a guy that's played under pressure. He's been at Celtic, he obviously, his whole career. Faces criticism all the time. Um, but I think um, I think he can really go and grab that jersey while, while the, the situation is as it is at the moment. A long way to go. That's what the manager said after the defeat at the weekend. Yeah, listen, there's a long, long way to go, of course. So, um, as I said, there's, there's so much more to play for. Um, but certainly what we've seen in the last week in the league, away at St. Johnson here today, we uh, will need to you know, bring our game to a completely different level. But he made it clear it's his responsibility to get back winning. No, no listen, I think it's one that it's always hard after a game. Um, I think the, the, the performance level was, was normally... And I'd take responsibility for that because I, I picked the team uh, to go out and, uh, and perform. Uh, so the result is uh, is on me, but um, but at a club like this here, you you need that consistent mentality uh, because every game there's an expectation to win. And we're playing here, like I said, in front of a full house, an expectant crowd after the uh, the weekend, and we didn't perform, and um, and that sadly uh, disappoints me. And Barry, would you expect Celtic to bounce back against Livy? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think um, <clears throat> they'll give Livingston a. a I don't, if I'm being honest with you. Livingston always up at Aberdeen. Yep. They're going through a tough time at this, this moment. Um, but yeah, I fully expect um, Celtic to get the, the victory um, and pretty convincingly at, at that. Stephen, what do you reckon? Oh yeah, they have to win. They have to, I mean, it's amazing when Celtic players are on these runs, they must just, uh, when they're on the winning runs, they must, Livingston, teams like this come to Celtic Park and they just knock it out and, and win the game um, but I'm sure they'll be a bit of nerves ahead of the game on Saturday because it's such a, a horrible period that they're going through when you think of as I said last week in the show that trophy that Rangers won at the weekend Celtic been in that final for probably yeah. most most times out of the last 10 years so um, it's been a sore couple of weeks for them so um, the Celtic fans going there on Saturday will expect a big reaction Paul do you this is one of these games where you don't want to go longer than 15 or 20 minutes yeah. and it's still goalless. Mm. You need to come flying out the traps and and put Livingston on the back foot and, and get a couple of goals in. Because if you don't, then obviously you'll hear it for the stands. And they'll start to get frustrated and go on the players. And I'm not sure that Celtic have got as many as they had before that can handle that. Mm. And he's going to have to wait a few weeks before January. It's clear he needs, he's talked about more talent more quality in the team but I don't think anyone expected they would collapse the way they have done with the two games no. in December um, at the weekend were you surprised Stephen just how much uh, bad feeling there was the chance about the board um, I think those were the main ones bring back the Green Brigade and they were going to the chairman as well Peter Lowell I, I was surprised that so soon it turned so quickly is that just life now that I, people I, I wouldn't say it's so soon because the fans haven't been allowed in for a long time now mm-hmm. Um, oh, in terms of the Green Brigade, yeah, yeah, and I think because I, as I said, I was at the, I was at the Feyenoord game. It was noticeable how quiet it was. I mean, mm. never been to a European game where it's been as quiet as that. Yeah, it's interesting. You can't tell on the TV, but yep. obviously you're at the games, and it's yep. interesting to hear that. That obviously that they don't bring as much noise when when they're not in. Yeah, and I, and I think I mean the Green Brigade weren't there twenty years ago. Um, Obviously, the full stadium, the, the 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 buzz of the Champions League. I know that wasn't there because they were already out of Europe. I know that maybe added to it. 
but I do think there's a bit of the, whatever you think of them they bring they make the match day experience better um, and I think that was a frustration it's like Celtic are actually harming themselves as well yeah. they're trying teams are going to Celtic Park and they aren't getting the full um, away experience in terms of it being as hard as it can be to go and win Jimmy's been on the socials the oh you've got the Rangers team yeah, Barry what is five team? changes right <laughs> five changes which um, I'm surprised about but listen he's obviously okay. putting his trust yeah. in these players yeah. it's Butlin and goals a back four of Tavernier Golson Suter and Ridvan a midfield three of Lundstrom Dow and Lammers wow. and a front three McCausland and Seema and through the middle is Kmar Roof Right, so Roof starts. Yeah, on the bench is McCrory, Dessers, Cantwell, Matondo, Sterling, Wright, Balligan, Barisic and King. Wow. You're looking at it. What are you thinking about the team then? There's uh, Kieran Dowell. Yeah, I'm, I'm, su- I'm a bit surprised, but listen, the manager sees these players day in, day out. And obviously, he's putting the gauntlet down and saying, look, we've got a game we need to win tonight. Are you going to go and produce for us? So it's a big night for guys like Suter. Yeah. But Ridvan, Dow, Lammers, and obviously um, Kemar Roof. But I've, I'll always say what I, I say about Kemar Roof. He's the best finisher at the club yeah. by a country mile. You've seen that with a goal in Betis, penalty box striker. It, the only issue with Kemar is just keep him fit. But if you can keep him fit, you've got a proper centre forward on your hands. Stephen, what do you feel about the Rangers team there? I mean, I still it doesn't really change my opinion. I think it's I think Rangers will be pretty comfortable yeah. in the night. I think they'll get the goals that. Um, St Johnston will be really stuffy hard to be uh, probably just surprising the amount of changes um, with the five subs I, I always think these guys your, your Cantwells um, they're going to have to warm up all night and then do running after anyway they might as well play for yeah. six to get the job done mm. and get off that's the Rangers lineup. don't have St Johnson yet here's the Aberdeen lineup. so Roos and goals of course Devlin Shinny the captain Jensen Garterman Mayofsky clearly this is not in uh, the Way they'll line up. Clarkson, Duke starting, McGarry, Pulvara and McDonald uh, on the bench doing McGrath, Barron, uh, Hayes, Sockler, Morris, Duncan, Milne. So, Stephen, the Aberdeen lineup tonight for the game with Livy. I can give you the Livy lineup. Shamal, George, of course, and goals. Mickey Devlin, uh, Obelai, Pittman, Brandon, Holt, Nibley, Michael Nottingham is in, Andrew Shinney, Curtis Guthrie, and James Penrice. I think what Barry said about Celtic in terms of the game they've got at the weekend against Livingston, um, if Aberdeen get through that 15-20 minute period um, without scoring or being behind in the game, um, boy Barry Robson will hear about it because I mean Living, Livingston will bring, I don't know how many they'll take up there, it'll be a 99.9% Aberdeen fans uh, hurting from the weekend, hurting from where they are in the league, um, Livingston not scoring for seven games. Um, that's a real pressure game for Aberdeen tonight. We'll give you the Livy, uh, the St. John. Mm. Barry, yeah, you're looking at the Rangers team yeah. again. You took yeah. us aback. Five changes, yeah. Yeah, I'm, so, uh, I'm surprised. Right. But listen, it's a big night for some of these players. Mm-hmm. This is their opportunity to go and see, or go and sort of show yeah. the manager that they want to be part of the plans going forward. Mm-hmm. The Rangers team again, if you're just tuning in. Butland, of course. Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Yilmaz. Lundstrom, Dowell and Lammers. McCausland and Seema. And Roof is straight in, starts the game. Because he doesn't play 90 minutes, I think the manager said it the other day, mm-hmm. but well, good 60 minutes from yeah, him. Yeah, but he, listen, he, he, he does bring quality. There's no doubt. I, I keep saying it. The only problem with Kmart is just the amount of injuries he picks up. But they're managing him now, which is an important thing. Um, 
So hopefully he comes on. Well, he obviously starts tonight. He's a good 60, mm. 70 minutes. And then if you can keep him available, fit and available, from now until the end of the season, Paul, you've got a player that can um, do a bit of damage. Yilmaz could be away, I would imagine, in January. That's the, the sounding. Yeah, that's an area yeah. where I think Rangers might look to strengthen as a left-back area. I heard you say that in the yeah. first hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, Ridvan was a lot of money spent. What was it? Four and a half, five million pound. Barisic is out of contract um, in the summer. So I think that's an area where they, they might look to bring a player in. Similar to Celtic, people are saying, you know, Burnaby was totally out of the picture. It turned up at the weekend, came on. Um, Greg Taylor definitely needs somebody there challenging in that left-back position. Yeah, I, I don't see, I mean, I don't see Red Van as far away from uh, the Rangers team as Burnaby. Sure. I mean, Burnaby, sure. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know where that came from. Uh, the, 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 I just think the manager's starting to look towards the Celtic game. Mm-hmm. I think... One of the big tactics will be Tavernier and Barisic, the quality that they provide. I think the game plan will be a million crosses into Celtic's box and you'll not need to worry about resting Tavernier. Tavernier will be fit and they'll be available to play. Borna Barisic carries little knocks and misses the odd game here and there. So, um, Who snuffs them out, Stephen, from a Celtic point of view? Who's got the task of putting the mockers well, on? I, I mean, I've Barisic. gone for a 4-4-2 at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think you go back to... The four three three. Dyson Maida does a great job against James Tavernier, takes him the other way from where James Tavernier wants to be playing. So I think that's an easy one from a Celtic point of view if he's fit. Um but Red Van I'm not not as surprised as Bernabe. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 Let's go. This time tomorrow night on the programme it'll be Andy Walker. And Graham Dorn, who'll join us. Graham Dorn's the uh, Johnson Borough. That must be a hard shift, Barry, to play in the juniors there. Kel Lafferty as well. He's been out for a while. But, I mean, good on, Graham, for tackling that. Yeah, Not I was easy. surprised yeah. when I seen that happen. There was actually somebody else at Simon not long ago. Fullback. It Jason Nesmith. Jason Nesmith. Oh. That's it. Well done. Yeah. He was at Ross County, been at Kilmarnock. He's been about. So, yeah, there's them. They've got some experienced players, but... Graham Dorns was a good player, had a good career down in uh, down south. At the Baggies, didn't he? And at Norwich as Norwich, well. He did well right, in West yep. Bromwich Albion. This weekend up here, we're not going to go into it in depth because we will, but Saturday is the 23rd of December. Can you believe it? It'll be uh, two days to Christmas then. Celtic up against Livy. Huge game at Celtic Park. Dundee against Aberdeen. Hearts against St Mirren. Kilmarnock against St Johnson. And Ross County against Hibs. Your old team, Kelly, what a month it's been for them, Stephen. Phenomenal. Yeah, but again, um, I think they were a penalty kick save away from um, losing at Livingston. Yeah. We spoke yeah. last time about when they when they beat Celtic and Rangers, and they didn't quite kick on against the other, mm-hmm. other teams. I, I think the way Livy, as we said, not scored in seven games and go there, and they're probably happy with a point. I think Derek would have been quite disappointed on the day um, that, that they've not just kicked on again from the Celtic game. Derek suits the bonnet. Did you see him? On the coverage at the cup final, so the bonnet. Have you ever tried that, Stephen? No, not yet. I'm not long no. enough away for him being my manager to speak about his. Uh, his of course, about his bonnet. Barry, do you ever wear the the I've cap? Got a couple of them. Oh, yeah, have, yeah. PK blinders. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I've got one now. Yeah, I must wear it every day. Uh, no, but I will soon. Right, uh, let's get back to anything. I think, <laughs> Talk no, about no, me with the bonnet. See, I think I've got you a bonnet. Should, I All right, I'll bring it. I'll, I'll come in. But what's yeah. it like? 
Aye, horrendous. But it, listen, it's not going <laughs> to look good. Spencer's I'm not going to look good. Did, did, is it? Thank you. Ones. Okay, I was walking Slater somewhere in town, but thank you. I got it as a present. So looking forward to the weekend. So many games, and then Christmas. Are you sorted for Christmas? A few yep, people. Yeah, all sorted. Yeah, yep, looking yep. for. I love Christmas, Paul. Yeah, love it. I know you do. Honest, yep. I, just, I get really excited. A couple of days before it. Um, You're a big kid, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm up yeah. early doors. Yeah. Uh, How early? Six, half six. Right. As long as Santa's been by that time, you're okay. Yeah, I think you're okay. Yeah, I go up and wake yeah. everybody up. Fantastic. Yeah. Wait till everybody's up and walk in together. Can you imagine the McGinn household with the wee one? Especially a wee girl now. She's what? She three? Yeah, three, oh. three and my wee boy's one. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, especially for Hannah, it's a, yeah. a special time. But mm. we, because we are fortunate, obviously, the game falls on the Saturday, 23rd, and we don't play again for uh, another week. So, my my thoughts are just get down to Annan, a ground I've not been to, get our three points, uh, don't waste the, the lead we got in Hamilton last week, get the job done and then can really look forward to enjoying the few days over Christmas. Don't want it to be windy down in Annan. No, no, yeah. It's wide well, open. I've never yeah. been, so yeah, wide open. one of the grounds I've it, been to. It'd be fair, it's a new surface, I think they've, they've had um, laid, obviously, artificial, but the, I think Falk will be too strong. I don't really want to get into talking about the artificial pitches and stuff like that. No, but we get one sure. replacing the summer, and honestly, the standard of our training, our, our games has gone uh, sky high. And then we played at Hamilton at the weekend, and that's one that's quite an old surface. And see the difference between a good one and a bad one. Honestly, it's it's night and day. Do you remember the Femlin's one? It was pulling up. Also, yeah, yep. yeah. There's a few bad ones about. Jimmy's been on asking, with Lewis doing really well at Bologna, do you think the time they've got there and the lack of pressure, he's maybe developed more than he would have if he'd gone to Celtic I think he's became a better all-round football player. Um, you look at his manager, Mota, Tiago Mota, yeah. who was a fantastic midfielder himself, so I think it's been good for Lewis that he's went and he's, he's getting coached off a, a guy who played at the, the highest level. Um, but I think technically, technically he's got better, and I think obviously defensively as well. Because I, I know what Italians are like; they're, they're big into their, their, their coaching. But he's definitely became a better player since he's went to Serie A. What a life it must be! And as you know, Stephen, he's embraced it. He's learned the lingo. Yeah, well, um, probably not so much for Lewis. I, I follow Liam Henderson on social media, yeah. and um, he lives like Pillow. He, he was <laughs> yeah. a, he was the first one to, yeah, to go over to Italy. A lot of people talk about the other three, um, but Henderson was the first one to go and do it, and he's moved. He's had a few clubs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's really settled there. Mm -hmm. Lovely big house there, and some pictures. He's enjoying his red wine after a good oh. win on Saturday. It makes it look, honestly, it makes it look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, since we last saw you, Michael Beale's back in football at a big, big club, Stadium of Light, Sunderland. So, how do you think he's going to do there? Well, I was first and foremost, I was surprised at Tony Mowbray. Um, get yeah. let go I mean they're just outside the playoffs yeah. I, I, I like Tony Mowbray's teams the way he plays I know he had a difficult time when he was up at Celtic but genuinely when you see his teams down south have always been good footballing teams so I was, I was surprised to see him um, been let go in terms of um, the new one coming in uh, Michael Beal time will tell yeah. Paul mm -hmm. he had a difficult time at, at Rangers I listened to his interview the one thing he said was he's a coach and that was obviously what he was before under Steven Gerrard and obviously became a manager at QPR and, and up at Rangers and I, I seen him he had too much to do but I think that was his downfall I think he wanted to do that that was part of um, the gig that he wanted to do going and talk to players and, and sign the players and be, be part of it and it was interesting to hear him saying that's not going to be the case at Sunderland 
he's just going to go and coach them now so listen he did a, a tough time at Rangers no doubt about it and we'll just need to wait and see how he's going to do it at Sunderland but one thing about Sunderland a massive club brilliant place to play as well the stadium are like brilliant and atmosphere and it took them a long time to get out of the first division into the championship yeah they're a Premier League yeah, they're, yeah. They're Sunderland they're built for the Premier League what do you think tonight for Aberdeen Livy prediction time Stephen uh, well just a huge game for, for Aberdeen uh, obviously a huge game for Livingston where, where they are in the league but with, with a home game against bottom of the league Aberdeen really have to get back up that table with the quality they've got um, see Dukes back in the team which I think's key um, I think they'll edge it 2-1 2-1 you reckon I see David Martindale's saying it would be great to have a bigger division and you can understand that when you're propping up the, the mm-hmm. league Barry I think Livingston have punched above their weight. I think he's done a brilliant job since he's been there. He's obviously struggling this year. I see he made a signing this week for Torquay and I'm sure he'll try and make a few in January to strengthen him. But I think it's going to be a long last half a season for Livingston. Scoreline tonight, what do you reckon? At Bataudry? Aberdeen... 2-0 2-0 for yes. Aberdeen after losing a cup final Barry you didn't lose many but you have is it tough then the next game or I, I think uh, you've said to me before you just want to forget the cup final get, yeah, the get best thing uh, yeah. even when you lose no matter if it's a cup final if you lost a game Stephen will agree with me here the, the first thing you want is a game as soon as possible and um, I'm sure that's what the Aberdeen players will, will want but I just think Aberdeen will be will be far too strong for um, Livingston tonight scoreline what do you reckon you gave me a moment to go, but just to, again, what was your scoreline? 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, one, you reckon, yeah, t- quite tight. Stephen, one of your old clubs, Hibs, in the news today. This has been bubbling for weeks. The latest is the American billionaire Bill Foley, and we know he's got Bournemouth as well as many assets in America. He'll invest an initial $6 million into Hibs if and when the SFA give it approval to take a minority stake in a club with the majority of the cash apparently earmarked for player recruitment amid plans to upgrade the East Main's training ground with a full-size indoor facility. What do you make of it? What, what, what are you hearing about it? Is this good news for Hibs? Yeah, I mean, I'm pro... Um, you always speak for your own experience. Mm. I was at Watford um, for a couple of years when it was just a community club and it was obviously a local um, guy guy owned the club and um, we then were taken over by the Pozzo family who, mm. who owned Udinese and it was a kind of... They had three teams, uh, ourselves at the time, Udinese and Granada and all of a sudden all these players kept coming from, from nowhere and was that good news? I mean they they ended up in the Premier League um, but what followed after I left I mean this manager sacking players turning up from everywhere there was no real I mean everything that had been as a club in terms of obviously as a success club wise they went on to get to Premier League which is great but in terms of the experience of being a player and being staffed down there it wasn't as good so I'm always wary of um, what is in it for, mm. for Bill Foley Bournemouth, is Bournemouth are Hibs going to be the feeder club for, for Bournemouth I, I'm just always a bit wary of it so we'll, we'll see and I'm sure the SFA are doing their due diligence to find that out isn't it, uh, just now Big game here in Glasgow tonight Rangers up against St Johnson final thoughts then Barry five changes tonight um, you mentioned the score line is Ruth one of your scorers this evening? Yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think Ruth will, will get a, a, a goal tonight and it'll be interesting to see um, how the, the players who have been given the opportunity tonight perform because um, I, I think there'll be a, a few decisions made at the start of January 
and if these players want to be part of it going forward they need to produce a good people like Dezers he's on the bench but Lammers is playing Dowell, and, and Dowell, Dowell he's, yeah. he's yeah. not been seen for a long time had an injury I've not seen him myself much he's a left pegger he looks if he's technically good but it'll be interesting to see how he performs in the middle of the pitch tonight Seema and Roof you'll be looking to see how they play together as well I mean Seema's been uh, do you know what I, I wasn't sure of him to start with but he's he's grown me big time and he, he's been excellent Paul he's, he's scored big goals at important times and what I love about him is, is his work rate for the team you, you see him in these if Barisic is playing at, at left back I, I know Ridvan's playing tonight but I see him run past the full back mm. at times and, and making tackles and I love to see that in forward players looking forward to it tonight Yep, yeah. looking forward to it and it's Rangers have to get the three points. The St. Johnson team has landed Mitoff, of course, in goals. They've got Franzak, Olofunya, Gordon, Considine, Robinson, Spangler, Phillips, Smith, Kucharavi and Yasemi. So, 1-1 one, one is what Gregory thought but you think, your final scoreline on that one, what did you say, Stephen? Yeah, well, St. Johnson obviously yeah. made, I think there's three changes, three changes from the weekend. Yeah. So, um whether that's with Rangers threats or small thoughts to the weekend um, I, I just think the way Rangers are going at the minute will just be another one checked off the, the, the run they're on so um, two, two, because there's a few changes 2 instead of 3-0 3-0 three three you reckon 2-0 sorry oh, I mean, it was 3-0 but I'll change it to 2 and Barry your scoreline what would you say I'm going to, I am going. I was going to say 2-0 so, 2-0 yeah. you reckon 2 or 3 yep. I'll go 3 <laughs> <laughs> and it could be 2 points tonight which you could not have imagined yeah but that, that's the yeah. mindset Paul you've got to go with the right attitude because uh, as I say you're coming up against a team who are going to be well organised Craig Levine's an experienced manager I know he mm. comes in for a fair bit of criticism but me personally I like Craig Levine I think he, he knows the game um, and the job he's done since he's come into St Johnson has been excellent have you got time for the Secret Santa before you head to Ibrooks? That's coming up next. Yep, no problem. Uh, yeah. no problem. Thanks, everyone. We're here tomorrow night. Graham Dorans and Andy Walker at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.